Drew Martin, how are you, my friend? I see you, uh, you got your shirts in. Oh, yeah, we got the shirts in. We got the shirts in a long time ago. Nice. Time ago. So, yeah, they've been working out well, without a doubt. I actually got a phone call from somebody the other day for a T-shirt. To Guess buy what? your T-shirts. Yeah, it was the wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, they actually are working. But uh, whatchamacallit, yeah, it was uh, somebody uh, had the wrong number. But, oh, well. So they're, they're almost working. They're, they're yeah, all exactly. start. <laughs> we, we know the number is working. That's the important part. <laughs> so the number's been tested and it's been approved, so it works. That's, the pro that's, the, that's it. That's exactly Dude, there, you have been absolutely crushing it. Right, and the wholesale side of things, you have been absolutely crushing it. You're doing the flips. I know you're, you're thinking about getting into, into rentals now. What, what has, like, just walk me through the past couple of deals. What have you been up to? What is working? Uh, so we really, we haven't been, I haven't wholesaled anything uh, in basically almost a year now. I mean, we're doing everything we're doing. We're taking down and buying uh, direct. And then um, if possible, we've been flipping them right over to iBuyers, but that whole market has uh, disappeared uh, since the COVID-19 epidemic started basically. Um, but what we're doing otherwise is uh, when we're not able to flip it right to an iBuyer is uh, you know, doing the rehab ourselves, uh, whether it be just a lipstick or um, a complete rehab. I mean, we just had a, a full rehab hit the market two days ago. We had another one hit the market today that, uh, well, I'd call it a heavy lipstick, but we did also do about $10,000 of foundation work, a new roof. And I mean, there was, it's more than a lipstick, basically. Yeah. So like, it was really just the interior was more cosmetic in the sense of paint, you know, some, some new flooring, um, but not, uh, you know, not replacing kitchens and bathrooms. So, right. yeah. Wow. So you, and I remember, so you guys, you and your partner, right. Have been working together, what, two years now, two and a half years. Yeah. About two years, two years. And so yep. at the beginning, it was all wholesale. It was just wholesale, right? Um, that was actually, no, with the uh, previous partner I was working with, we were doing nothing but wholesale as far as, uh, as far as since we started this uh, project together, everything we've bought and taken down ourselves. We moved into the new market that we're in. Um, the option of wholesaling is not as easy in, in the state of North Carolina. In North Carolina, you really have to buy the property. I mean, you can assign contracts, but it's, you know, we'd rather, I mean, we have the ability to take them down, so we'd rather take them down ourselves, you know, and then do the work and maximize our return on them. Yeah, uh, you're seeing a better return from going and doing the deal yourself as opposed to wholesaling it off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you make your money when you buy is the bottom line. And, you know, that's what we've been able to do is buy right. So, you know, when this whole thing happened, um, you know, a lot of people are freaking out right now because they're sitting on property that just isn't going to move or, you know, they're not doing the, the greatest rehabs, the greatest work to it. So it's not going to show right. But there's a big reason as to why we went into the market that we're in. Uh, and now we're about to go into another market, but specifically because, um, it was, you know, it's the hottest market in the country. Rally Durham Triangle area is the number one place in the country to move to. So, you know, we did a lot of research looking at it. And when we decided to go here, you know, the, the big fact that it drew us to it is that um, when the real estate market crashed over 10 years ago, it was one of the few markets that held solid, that did not collapse. You know, it, they, they saw declines of single digits as opposed to like South Florida, for example, 50% cuts, basically. So it's a, you know, it's a huge, you know, obviously a huge indicator of working in a strong market and, you know, a, a good little piece of information that I've seen um, recently, I read an article uh, in the past week or so um, talking about what markets will do the best because uh, uh, in, out of coming out of COVID-19 and we're right in the top five 
So, yep. uh, which is, you know, which, you know, gives you a lot of, uh, you know, makes you feel warm and fuzzy because, you know, obviously there's, uh, there's stuff looming over right now that's uh, a lot of unknown um, throughout real estate and throughout everything, as we all know. Yeah, there's, there's some big shifts. Um, there's a book called uh, Big Shifts Ahead that uh, one of my mentors is telling me to read, and he just kind of did an overview today. Uh, Charlie Dobbins, a big multifamily guy, mm-hmm. and um, it's it talks a lot about previous, prior to this. I think the book was written back in 15, so it had a lot of uh, cultural things. Right. This is like a whole extra element that's just uh, like natural causes, right? It's like a, a hurricane just drops in, and it's like, well, I didn't see that coming. But <laughs> right. So what are you guys doing to adjust right now during uh, this situation? Well, the, I mean, the biggest thing is, I mean, is what we've been doing all along is buying right is really what it comes down to. I mean, you know, like the ones that we just put on the market. I mean, to give you an example, we just did a, uh, put a full a property we completely flipped on the market that, um, you know, for a couple of different factors and unforeseen issues that popped up with it, um, we ended up adding about $15,000 to our rehab budget. Um, you know, we bought the property for ninety seven. Um, you know, we had an original budget of approximately, I think it was 32 or 33 to get it done. Um, and we ended up somewhere around 47,000 basically, uh, when all is said and done, but you know, we're selling it, we're listed at 190, you know, I mean, we, we bought it right and knew that we had the room. Um, so we're not getting crushed in the back end basically. And it's, uh, I mean, the feedback we're already getting is it's by far the nicest property at that price point within a mile of the property. So we're pretty nice. confident it's going to get under contract soon and it's going to close. So, you know, which is really exciting on our side, basically. I mean, another one that, another one we just put on the market today, um, we bought it for $81,000. It was in a foreclosure status. Um, and even with doing the $10,000 worth of foundation work, a new roof, a new deck, I mean, we did a lot, of, a lot of work, more exterior work than anything else. And then painting the inside, there was one room that we could refinish. But long story short, we're all in at about 117, and we just dropped, we just listed it for 195. Nice, so, nice. So you guys have that ballpark. If you're selling these around 200, and as long as you get them under 100, you know you can do this all day. Well, yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's case by case. I mean, these ones are on the lower end. I mean, we've got a couple other, you know, larger deals. We only but, talk about our favorites, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, you know, there's yeah, these are some some good ones here. But you know, our spreads wise, I mean, right now, you know, realistically for for 2020, the deals that we have in the pipe, we're at about $60,000 plus uh, of revenue for each deal that we're doing, basically. Wow. That's expected. That's a good I mean, place to be. It's a really good place to be. I mean, yep. we've, got a, uh, we've got a deal that'll hit the market beginning of May that, uh, um, that I mean, they sold it as is. It, may, it might need $3,000 in touch-up paint. I know there's a door jam that a kid kicked in, you know, the little brother kicked in the older brother's door jam or whatever. Yep. Uh, maybe a little touch-up paint. I mean, I'm not even three grand. Um, we bought it for 272. And we're probably listing it for about 375. No way. Unreal. And that's then, a cool deal. That's, that's a cool a, one. That's a great deal. It's an exciting deal. And the house is, I mean, the house is really nice. It's in a great yeah. area. There's nothing for sale in that area. It's a Beautiful, beautiful neighborhood, basically. Nice. Um, and then we got another one, actually, you know, one of the big things because of uh, COVID-19, you know, I don't know if I'm sure you're familiar with Open Door, you know, one of the biggest cash buyers uh, that are out there. They're buying, these companies have been buying these absolutely ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Um, what do they do? As soon as, the, as soon as the proverbial shit hits the fan, they canceled all their, camp, their contracts and, and exited all their markets, basically, because they cannot absorb even a 5% hit 
with their model. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it. I mean, it, it blows, we've been kind of waiting for this, you know, and we've been positioned for this because it's just, it just, you can't sustain it. I mean, Zillow, you can see their stock, they got crushed in the last two years, basically, more than a 50% decline at one point, um, all because of their iBuyer stuff. And I know that they have something like 1,800 houses that they own right now that they bought and they buy them at such high numbers that the exit strategy really doesn't exist other than doing it than traditionally selling it. And, right. you know, so we've been buying houses, you know, in the past year where we've simply sold them right over to companies like Open Door. We still got a huge return on it. And then, you know, and then, uh, you know, but, you know, and we see them selling and they're making a couple grand and we're making, you know, nice, nice, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't want to go over these. <laughs> Not necessarily on those ones. Not on those, but, yeah. <laughs> not on those ones, but let's just say that, you know, they've been very, very nice returns that were, yeah. you know, north of half of that number that you just gave. So, yeah, not bad. Not no, bad. It's, it's a win. I think if you're making 30000 on a flip, it was worth it, right? Exactly. 30000 30, per partner. 30000 per partner, you're doing really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, ideally, we don't want to do any work, you know, to anything if we don't have to. I right. mean... We have another one that we just sold a little while ago that we picked up for 70,000. Um, and then we, we literally put it right on the market because our contractor came in with this insane bid. And yeah. you know, so we put it right on the market, sold it for 115. It was under contract in a week. So You're right of it. you yeah. just got to buy it right is what it comes down to. And that's where, you know, it's, you know, you hear about it. So you got to make, you make money when you buy, you make money when you buy, yeah. but people, you know, that, you know, the one thing that excites me about COVID-19 as much as it's sad and scary and all that stuff, is that hopefully a lot of these, you know, ankle biters and people in this industry that don't know their ass from their elbow. And I mean, are these wholesalers, they call these remote wholesalers, they call themselves wholesalers and they don't really, they, they have no clue what it actually takes to do this work right. and why you need to have a spread to be able to do Because at the end of the day, if there isn't a spread, it's not even worth it. It's not worth doing all this work and taking on the stress, the headache, the, you know, everything that comes with, with managing that asset for a $10,000 return or something like that. It's just not worth it at all. No, so you can do other things with your time, right? You right. can do other things that'll give a better return. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is not a, uh, this is not a, you know, a business that, you know, it's just not worth doing it for minuscule returns. Wholesaling a deal. Sure. $10,000 return. Great. Do, you know, do your thing basically. But when right. you're, you know, yeah, I mean, we get these, you know, I have wholesalers call me all the time. It's so funny. You can look at my, uh, I wonder if I can, pull it up on my phone basically but you know it's gotten to the point where i don't even i'm not even concerned with what their name is when they call i just say listen we're buying everything we're cash buyers if you got a deal if the deal makes sense we'll yep. buy it and we will you know and there's no question that we will but right. i'll show you in here let's see uh, i mean there are a couple names on here basically but just really quickly yep. i've started to call them rookie wholesaler <laughs> these are all rookie wholesalers basically that i have in saved to my phone basically Yep. And they come and they go. Very rarely do they actually sell, send us anything. Right. Um, but, you know, but when they do, usually it's, you take one look at it, it's like, this isn't a deal. Like, this right. isn't, you know. So our concentration is literally is finding our own deals and, yeah. you know, and working them hard, you know, looking for the, you know, and, and making sure that it's worthwhile to work it, basically. It's what it really right. comes down to. So that's one of the pieces that a lot of wholesalers don't understand. They just don't grasp like how the numbers actually work for them. 10 grand's good. But for us, 15 grand doesn't all the risk, all the liability, all the, the money, all the time that's being put out there. It's like, yeah, wholesale, you just, you got no risk contract. Right. right? right. With what we yeah. do when we're rehabbing, like there's a lot, right? right. When we buy it, there's a lot. Right. 
And I mean, it's not even, you know, it's not that we're, it's that we're, that we're trying to get rich or anything like that, but right. it's really the sheer complexity of everything that goes on on this, basically, right. that is not being taken into account from that side, basically. You know, exactly. at the end of the day, hey, if, if you've got a deal, if the numbers make sense, I hope you're making a hundred grand on the back end and we'll write that check all day long. I mean, no problem, but it's got to make sense on our side to take it on and to do everything that, that comes with it. You know, it's just, there's too many headaches and too many issues to pop up to not have enough room in there to make it happen. And, you know, I mean, it's crazy with some of the stuff that people put forth. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny how, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got one guru after another sitting here telling you how, oh, you know, no money, you don't need any money, you can do this, blah, blah, blah. And can you do it with no money? I mean, yeah. But, I mean, but it's easier to do it with no money once you've had some money. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. But not only that, I mean, it, I mean, it takes so much to get it. I mean, you got to, the marketing, you have to spend money on marketing. You're not doing that. How are you getting it with no I mean, how are you going to get it? It just doesn't make sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. Craigslist is a good tool. Last year, we, you know, we did a, a very nice deal off of Craigslist. Every year we get a deal off of Craigslist, you know, that we did tens of thousands of dollars off of basically just by posting ads on Craigslist. Right. But I mean, that's posting that ads two, three times a day for seven, eight months before we got one deal. And, and look most people Can don't you have off of one deal. Can you look right. at one or two deals a year? Right. And deal flow is not there. Exactly. And most of these guys, they don't, I mean, they, they're doing their, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I, I respect the hustle. I mean, do your hustle thing, you know, stick with your day job, make some money, you know, do this on the side. But a lot of people don't have what it takes to be able to put that hustle in basically because they'll, they'll post those ads to Craigslist for three weeks. Like, man, nobody's even fucking called me. This is a waste of my time, you know? And right. then they just give up basically. And I mean, I was, you know, I was saying to myself like six months in, I'm like, I've been posting these ads every single day and nothing is coming from it basically. And nope. then the phone rings and nope. then there's, I got to sell my house right now. And then we put it under contract. And then it was like, holy guacamole. You know what I mean? Nope. And it was one of those ones where, where we messed up on that one, which is really ironic with this one is that they had already called um, open door. They had nope. given an offer and for whatever reason, they didn't take their offer. We nope. ended up getting it at the number that makes sense at our mind, basically. Yep. Where we messed up is we spent $10,000 cleaning the property up, replacing the carpets, putting a heavy lipstick to it basically and right. open door still gave us the same dollar that they would have given us without doing the $10,000. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, so that, so we learned from that basically, I mean, that was a, a tough pill to swallow, but it was one that, you know, we learned really quickly. All right. So when we get these, we're not going to do a damn thing to them. You know, when they were around, we're just going to put it on their site and if they'll buy it and it makes sense for us just to dump it, we're going to dump it. Basically. Right. So, but uh, I mean, again, it comes down to buying it right. Is really what right. it comes down to. And it comes down to knowing you got a buyer, right? So how do you buy it right dictates, you know, what is my buyer criteria? Now I, now I know I got to go and shop for this because they're going to pay this. Yeah. Right. Your job's so much easier. Right. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And then, and we also know what they don't buy and where we can go into things that they're not going to do, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't see these companies, you know, but I'm just speculating. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we'll be back in the market, market when things correct and whatnot, but I don't see how their model can be sustainable to survive. Um, doing what they're doing for the long term. I mean, I know that's a privately held company, but based off of Zillow's numbers and the crush that's happened to their stock because of all the losses they've taken from it, yeah. I know these guys are taking big losses because can, we can watch their properties and we see them reducing prices and whatnot because they don't do rehabs. They buy properties and put them on the market and that's it. So, I mean, and, but you know, when you're in a hot market, when times are hot, people will buy them. But as soon as a correction happens, it doesn't work basically at all. 
So, so they're not, I thought this was a company uh, like America One where they were going out and just buying everything, right? Like where they just buy all the single families, whatever uh, Berkshire Hathaway's uh, single family home uh, company is. I can't think of the name right now, but um, right. like all they do is buy single families and they hold it as a portfolio. These guys are still flipping. No, they're, they're flipping them. They're buying them and they're putting them right back on the market and selling them basically as soon as they buy them. And wow. I mean, they're basically buying at 90 plus percent um, ARV basically on a property. So, um, so about 90% of what it is. And, you know, it's basically they're getting their real estate fees, which, you know, how much you're going to make on half, on half of the transaction doesn't really make sense to me, but obviously they're doing it. They're, they're obviously well-funded. I know they're a hedge fund out of San San Francisco and, you know, they've obviously, you know, but then again, you know, you look at a guy like Grant Cardone and what's happening with him right now. I mean, they're, you know, they're, you know, he was come, come invest with me. I got this under control. You know, you'll make money with me. And, Yep. Guy, I mean, who knows what's going on with him, but it's looking pretty grim in the uh, Cardone Capital Department. I so. saw that video you sent me, and he's out there saying, hey, you know, uh, the, boat, the plane's for, uh, for sale, all the, all the properties are for sale, and it's like, dude, like, he's got a nice portfolio. He's yeah. got a decent amount of portfolio. Like, yeah, those things start going for cheap. There's going to yep. be, I mean, if there's blood in the water right now, <laughs> there's some opportunities for the there's stuff, you know? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. There's definitely going to be. I mean, I, I just can't believe that he's, you know, I can't believe, I just can't believe that video that was put out because it's like, I, I you know, I mean, listen, I wish him the best, but, you know, I, if it was me, I'd probably want to do every, exhaust every avenue I possibly could right. before basically saying the ship is sinking, I'm getting off, you know, right. which is what it kind of sounds like he's saying at this point. But uh, that's, yeah. that's what I heard, right? Like, that's what I heard. Yeah. Firing fire half his people and then going after, uh, you know, basically it sounds like he's going to just let everything go. Like that's, that's what happens when you over leverage, right? I was talking to my, my coach yeah. the other day, not my coach, my mentor, like the local guys. And he was like, yeah, yeah we've been talking about him for a long time. He's over leveraged. He's doing things the wrong way. Like you yep. got to keep yourself a chair, right? When real yeah. estate, you have a chair, it's musical chairs. You got to have a chair Yeah. And when shit goes down. Yep. So going back a minute, um, you're talking about marketing, right? What is yeah. working for you right now? What are you? What marketing campaigns are you putting out that you're seeing the best returns on? Is it different from over six months ago, or like is it still the same stuff? And if so, what is the the biggest thing for you to double down your marketing? What's the one that you've seen work? Because it's different for everybody. But I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we have completely flipped the script in the past uh, six plus months, basically. <laughs> I mean, we had a team of cold callers. We were doing direct mail. Um, we were doing revolt. Uh, voicemail drops, we were doing text blasting, um, you know, and we got some deals from them basically, but we went into the online market space uh, basically at the beginning of uh, right beginning of this year. Um, and I mean, you know, the deals that we have in the pipeline are ready from this year. I mean, what, what we have in projected revenue for this year, not including the big deal, which told you a little bit offline, I'll tell you a little bit about, about it further here in a minute, but uh, um, not including that one, most people in this business would phone with the mouth to get that done in one year. And it, this is in Q1. So, I mean, you know, basically, obviously COVID happened and, you know, now all of a sudden things are, the, the leap flow has basically stopped and it's not just for us. Other guys, we know they're doing online marketing. Um, it's stopped for them as well. So it's a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of time until things start uh, figuring things get figured out again. But, uh, but that is by far the market space to be in. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Google is the yellow pages from before, you know, like I remember when I first graduated college <laughs> eons ago, basically, um, you know, I, I interviewed. Providence, for, right? <laughs> what's that? Providence, right? 
uh, Johnson and Wales, yeah, Providence, Rhode Island, basically. So, yeah, I graduated um, class of I graduated in 2000, and I lived in Manhattan. Um, I got there basically uh, the July. No, the yeah, well, I graduated I guess in May, and then I went to Manhattan in June. Started working for three months, and then 9/11 happened, and everybody I know, you know, that was just right out of school, we all lost our jobs like instantly, basically. So. Um, but one of the jobs I interviewed was for was to sell Yellow Pages ads. And, you know, I never, I didn't take the job, but I would have been literally lugging around a suitcase around Manhattan full of Yellow Pages books to show people ads and whatnot. But, so, I mean, most people don't even know what the Yellow Pages is anymore, but Google is the Yellow Pages now. And, I mean, the bottom line is really simple. Like, I mean, people sell my house fast. We probably, I mean, really, we pop right up. I mean, we are, we have, we're getting sick impression rates. I mean, we've got a fantastic person that we work with that really knows this business, basically, yep. that we're very lucky to have. Um, and, we, you know, and we've got a, uh, you know, we have a, a basically a split with him where he takes a little piece of the pie, basically, to work that end. And so we know that, number one, we're not throwing thousands of dollars away. Unfortunately, most people that do it don't have somebody like this. So they're throwing thousands of dollars at it, basically, that a company that generally is taking half of it for themselves and doesn't even know what they're doing on the real estate side. So they're just trying to cast a wide net, whereas we've got it so laser focused that we're getting incredible impression rates. I mean, right now our impression rates are, I mean, they're through the roof, basically. Um, And, uh, you know, but it's, it's working. It's working very, very well. And so we're going, you know, I don't want to say we're elephant hunting, but, you know, at the same time, you know, we're going after big deals, basically. We're not, you know, we're not going to sit there and waste our time for a $5,000 deal. Don't get me wrong when you're starting, hey, if that's what you got to do to get things going, great, I understand that. But we're just, we're at a point where it's just, you know, it's just not worth our time. So we're going after these big deals. I mean, so. you've been doing this for a while. You've been doing this for a couple of years now. Um, you moved from Denver. You sold your property up there. That yep. stacked you with cash. And from that point, you were just, you know, I'm never going back to work again. I'm going yep. to 100% be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be doing real estate. And what I've seen, and, and you have this gift. You've always had So as long as I've known you, you're laser focused. When you decide to do something, no distractions. Yep. And you get obsessed yeah. and you dive into it. And you, you've been in real estate. You've been in wholesaling particularly for a long time. And then it was wholesaling, you just added a step, and then it was uh, flipping, rehabbing, and you've added a step. And next, it'll be property management, property ownership, right? It'll be landlording. Like, you've stayed in it and incrementally added. And the only step I've seen you skip on is agency, but that's because the, the funnel was so big, they didn't have to, t- you didn't even have to do that one. You just, you had so yeah. many leads coming through that it was like, you know, it doesn't even make sense to add that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I have no interest in, in uh, becoming, you just don't need it basically. I mean, we work with a fantastic team um, that handles that whole aspect inside of it for us. So you know, we don't need it basically, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's always kind of been like that. I mean, you know, almost 20 years ago now I started a mortgage, uh, started in the mortgage business basically. I remember, so 9-11 happened, then I moved down to Florida and I was selling telecom outside. And one of the guys I worked with, um, quit. And then I saw him two months later, he comes back, he shows me a paycheck stuff for $10,000. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm selling mortgages. I'm like, can you get me a job? So, you know, just like that, I went right into that basically and did that for years. I ended up opening up my own mortgage shop with some partners basically, but we, we opened it up basically about a year and a half before the shit hit the fan and the market, and the market collapsed. And therefore, you know, and then we got screwed. We all filed bankruptcy. We all got crushed. And then I was like, you know, and then on top of that, I lost my mother at about the same time. Um, I went through, you know, a, a, 
it easy because of not having the money, but you know, annoying little divorce of my own. And then, uh, but it was it was great because you want the house, you can have it. It's negative a hundred thousand dollars, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> but, Enjoy yourself. Yeah, it, it, that worked out well. Luckily, that worked out well, basically. But and then I said, you know, fuck it all. I'm moving out west. I'm gonna go snowboard and. Went to Colorado, you know what I mean? Did that for a couple of years, and then I and then I went into I had a diamond wholesaling business, yep. which I think I told you about basically. Yep. And I was doing that for a while, but that got a little sketchy to me because you know here I am, you know I started amassing it, and then I had I'd be walking around with like thirty thousand dollars worth of uh, diamond rings basically, and I mean you know I mean I stay in shape, but I'm not exactly an opposing individual. So right. all it took was one really sketchy, weird phone call and looking, doing a little research of people that have died doing what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do this. But yep. I had also bought a couple properties in, uh, in Denver. So I had a sales job also and yep. bought a couple jobs, uh, uh, condos basically in, in Denver. Yep. Um, you know, and I bought them at the right time. All of a sudden they just skyrocketed in value and Ultimately, I sold them and I moved back east, and you know, and then back into real estate. Basically. You're skipping the Airbnb part. That and was then, yeah. when I when I drove out there, hung out with you. You were yeah. renting out one of your. I actually stayed in that room during that time, but you had your basement rented. Yeah, you had this beautiful condo, but you were renting like all the spaces that you could find. Yep. You still had yep. Yourself, you still had like a great space. Right. Yeah. So I had a couple of condos that they were right by Red Rocks, which is like an awesome little contra venue out in Colorado. Which we um, pick out. And apparently I can't run up those stairs in Denver air. Which <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. That's right. I took you there. Exactly. Yeah. So I was renting those out on Airbnb and that was a great model. I mean, that was fantastic. But uh, that was also a situation that for me it was sustainable because it was just, you know, I was doing it with properties that, well, so I had my one condo that I was renting out and I had, I mean, it was a, my mortgage on it was $700 a month and I was renting it for $14.95. So, Winning. I mean, that, that was a great freaking return, basically. I mean, um, but then my place it was a three-story, it was technically a condo, it was really a townhouse, but the basement had its own living room. I had the basement rented out and it was covering my entire mortgage, basically. Nope. And then I had my spare bedroom um, literally turning in over $2,000 a month from Airbnb income, basically, which nope. was fantastic, basically. Yeah. It was a great way to do it. But the big thing about that, I mean, now, I mean, I know somebody that uh, is in the market that we're in now that uh, has something like $30,000 a month in rental payments for Airbnb and everybody canceled. So yeah. they, they were doing this model where they're renting out these apartments and then furnishing them and then airbnb them. Yep. And you know, we're hearing a lot of stories about that. And these people are screwed because nobody's renting them now. So they're going to go, I mean, it's going to, I mean, there's going to be a lot of landlords that all of a sudden are not going to have their payments made. And they're like, well, what's the problem? And it's not because they lost their job. It's because they were renting it behind your back uh, short term. Double so yep. that's the residual that's going to be happening here probably in the next several months. But I love the Airbnb model without a doubt. You know, when I buy another place I and mean, I'm looking for a place that will uh, ultimately for myself, that will also have an attached in-law suite or a duplex that I will do that with basically, you know, as long as I, you know, but, but you got to do it smart. You got to make sure that you're covered. You know, which is what, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I get it. I mean, you got to take risks, you got to take chances. And I've done it and I've taken the risks and taken the chances too. But, you know, eventually you got to get smart and you got to make sure you're buying right. And that's where the key comes down to this whole situation is buying right. You know, and that's what people don't realize, you know, a lot of times. They think that they've got it. They're like, oh, we got it. Everything's good. Everything will be fine. And then, then they find out they got to do $10,000 worth of foundation work for the property like the one we just did. You know, we knew that, but, you know, <laughs> you know yeah it's like 
hypothetically, that's a, you know, it's a nightmare. It happens all the time. Yeah, I bought yeah. a house at yeah. 25,000 foundation work. And it's like, well, fuck, like, whoops. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, there goes all your profit if you don't buy it right. Wiped so. out. Yep. yep. I mean, yep. I finagled the bagel. We did different work and we, we ended up cutting a deal. So it worked out. But yeah, it could, it could go like that sideways. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question. You're talking about doing Google ads. Are you doing Facebook ads as well? Or is it stri uh, strictly just go Google? Just Google. Just Google. I mean, our guy is basically, I guess he, he tested some Facebook stuff himself. He felt it wasn't really working. It wasn't worth the money. But I mean, our ads, I mean, we're not even spending that much money. I mean, we have it set up so that, well, right now, just hypothetically, we have it set up that we'll spend $500 a day. But right now, I mean, we haven't been charged by Google since the 25th of March. And they, I mean, I'm used to every week seeing $500 going to Google. We haven't been charged by Google since March 25th. So that's how slow it has become basically because of everything that's going on. I got you. So basically <clears throat> Google is pay-per-click, right? So they click, you pay. Right. You just had the budget at 500 and it just has, it's never hit that. It right. never actually hits that, you know, on a day, but like we're saying basically, yes, we'll spend $500 a day right. if the traffic warrants it. And we've got the right keywords set up. So we're high traffic keywords basically Perfect. that, are, that yep. are, you know, that are going to convert. Exactly. So, and we will spend it if it's going, you know, if, if it's going to come through, but there's, I mean, there's only so many people that are looking to sell their house fast as is, you know, not to say it doesn't go on all the time because it does, but there's only so many people each day that are clicking or searching that in a specific market. So, um, yes, we will spend that much, but on average we're spending, I mean, you know, about $500 a week. Um, we are generally setting our monthly budget to be around, you know, about $3,300 a month, basically, or $3,100 a month. But, you know, I, I think we reached that once this year, basically, you know, as far as in a month. Um, so, you know, I mean, obviously you don't know, I mean, Google just tells you here, we are just taking 500 bucks from you, but I mean, they you know, give you the analytics and whatnot, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that's what we're doing and that's what's working very, very well. Nice. Um, and, you know, we've got, we've got about six deals that we're working from that right now, from this year. Yep. Um, one of them is, I mean, it will be by far the biggest deal I've ever done in my entire life. Um, that, you know, it's still going to take some work to do it. Let's talk about that one. So you texted me, you're, you shot me over some of the details. This thing sounds like a whale. I mean, this it's, is a uh, deal, right? This is Moby Dick, is what yeah. it is. <laughs> this is Moby Dick. I mean, it's it's on Captain Ahab. <laughs> no, absolutely, like there's no question I'm Captain Ahab on this one. Basically, <laughs> this one, you know, Google lead, get the phone call, all hot and heavy, ready to go. How much do you want for it? She says fifty thousand dollars, and I'm like, and I'm looking at it. I looked it up. I'm like, well, let me call, let me get my partner on the phone right now. And, you know, get them on and we start talking contract and blah, blah, blah. And then we fill the contract out, get everything done, shoot it over, ghost it. Completely. All over the phone. Oh, this is all over the phone. Everything we do is over the phone. We do not go to property until we have it under contract at okay. all. And that Never comes from having started out of, out of state. And even though your partner has now moved to North right. Carolina, right? still running the same way. Correct. Yeah. I, had, I take the incoming calls basically. Um, he's the boots on the ground. You know, I mostly do the back operations. I do some sales as well. Um, but you know, we do a combination of it basically, but I basically, you know, I, I take all the information in, I get everything going. I make sure I get So the big key to it is that we do not go to property until we have it under contract period right. end of story. Basically we require that they send us photos of the property. If they're not going to send you photos of the property, bottom line is they're not serious. It's really what right. it comes down to. 
they're kicking tires and we're not going to go out to your property. I'm like, we'll tell them straight up. Like, listen, at the end of the day, we're investors. We're in this business to make money. We're not, you know, we're not going to give you a sob story. I'm not buying this house so that my grandmother can live there. Right. We're in this to make money basically. And it's got to make sense for all of us. And you know, they're not going to even tell you what I'm, you know, we don't make offers either. We, you know, we, we got to get, you know, you got to tell us what, what do you want for this property? Right. And then, you know, obviously we can work down from there, but we want to, uh, we want to know that, you know, if we're not, if it doesn't make sense, we're not going to go out there and waste our time. Right. So we'll, you know, we will, you know, we, we get all the information from them. I'll get pictures of the property from them and everything associated with that. Generally, I pass a lot of it off to uh, my partner at that point to handle the actual acquisition and to lock it down. Sometimes I, sometimes I'll just do it myself. It depends on, you know, I feel them out because I, we both have a sales background basically. Right. Um, you know, and he's very, very good at what he's doing. Very good at, uh, at you know, getting with the optimal price. But I've learned a lot from that as well, too. So, you know, obviously I can see where we need it basically from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them I take down myself. Um, but the, uh, I mean, the, the key is basically, you know, you got to know that it's worth your time basically. And I mean, you talk to these wholesalers, these people that are driving an hour and a half to go see a property. They don't even have under contract. And it's like... <laughs> you know, like you're, you're wasting time and you could be on the phone calling a hundred people in the time you just drove and wasting the half day that you just wasted. And right. you know, it's just, it doesn't make any sense basically. So, but, um, so this one happens and you know, she says $50,000. I'm looking at the property and on, uh, and on, um, actually let me pull it up right now actually i can give you some detail i can't remember the exact number here but i pull up the address as i'm on the phone with them i'll go on to you know i'll go on to zillow i'll pull up the property address and i'll uh let's see yeah i love how like you the way you virtual wholesale right like you you just everything's over the phone um now I, I the other question I had is you I remember you're talking about your partner going out there. Now he finally is living out there. Have yep. you seen a change in your business from him living he was where in Texas or was he living with you at where you're at in Florida? Uh, he was in Colorado. I met him in Colorado. So no question as far as that goes. I mean, we did it virtually our for all of uh, two thousand and nineteen. And, you know, and we got some deals, we did some good stuff as far as that goes, but being, you know, and then he started flying out a lot more, you know, and he ended up buying a house there a while ago. Um, so, you know, but the transition of being boots on the ground versus virtual, it's night and day. It literally is night and day, basically, because we know the markets now. We know exactly what we're doing and a lot more connections have been made. We now have a great contractor crew, everything, you know, everything's in place basically. Yep. But, you know, so that's really you know, what the big thing, the big thing has been is, you know, it, you know, can you do this business virtually? Yeah, you can, but it, it. I mean, I'll give you an example, actually. I'll show you one here in a minute. Actually, I can, I can share screens with you, but I'm not going to pull up this property because obviously it's, I'm not going to share the screen on this. But uh, yeah. so this property, the one she says $50,000 for me, my mouth dropped. Yeah. I'm looking at the Zillow, at Zillow for it, and I'm looking at it right now. You want to know the estimate on this? And this is land only. Yeah, yeah. Describe it to me. What, what is the estimate on that? Three eighty four eight ninety. <laughs> Three eighty four eight ninety. Right. Nope. Nope. So this is five. It's five point seven acres. It's surrounded by million dollar homes. Right. Wow. And the uh, and one right down the block that's about four. I think it was four point one acres. Yep. In nineteen ninety three. The year I graduated high school, it sold for $340,000. So we don't know what we're going to get for this, but yeah. it potentially it potentially could be about 100 grand per acre, right. and it's 5.7 acres. 
So that's amazing. It's, a, it's, it's sick. It's absolutely sick. But yeah. not to say that this is a done deal. This is going to be a project. This is going to be a process. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Is what it's it going to be a fun one. This is, this is a really good, like, it's a game changer, right? Like, oh, it is. You made it is. one deal what it was taking you maybe a year to make before. Or right. Yeah. Like one right. Deal. Exactly. So, I mean, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And this one, I mean, this is also the power of, you know, I mean, it's being smart about your money and whatnot. We're not going to take this money. We're not going to take a capital gains hit like this or, a, uh, you know, short-term capital gains hit to do this. This yep. is, you know, we have set up uh, self-directed IRAs. So this product, this property, we're going to close it and it's going to go right into our IRAs, tax-free retirement money. I use an equity trust. What, what are you using to do that? Uh, the company we're using? Yeah. No, not equity trust. It's New Direction is the name of the company we use. Okay. Um, but a self-directed IRA, basically, where, you know, we're basically doing our own investments for it, basically. But literally, it's going to cost us $51,000 to close this thing. Um, yep. And then all of the property is going right into a self-directed IRA. Tax-free. I mean, basically, you know, because realistically, where we are right now for the year, I mean, we don't even need to touch this money. I mean, it's in our own positions to just put it away. But right. it's too big of a deal to take that kind of hit on, basically, is right. what it really comes down to. Um, That's yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, stay tuned for that one. We'll talk more about it as that, uh, as that comes together, but, uh, it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. But, that's, that's phenomenal, man. I, I'm so impressed with everything you and your partner have been doing. Um, and then that step to go to the location where, you know, the money is like a lot of people are afraid to go move to where the money is. And like, you're, I mean, getting out of Colorado is probably a good move, right? Like, was he in Menver too? Uh, <laughs> Was he what? Was he in Menver, Denver? <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, he's, he's wanted out. We both wanted out for really the same reasons um, for quite some time. You know, I, I made, I pulled the trigger before he did. Right. Um, but yeah, he's now moved there. And then, uh, um, but, you know, so yeah, it just made a lot of sense. I mean, just to be able to be there and boots, like have so many boots on the ground um, yeah. makes a lot of sense. And he also actually previously lived in Austin, Texas. And with this downtime that we've had from uh, COVID-19, we've started the process of, uh, of launching Austin. I so, like the Austin market. That's, that's going to be a lot of work for you guys, but it's going to be good. Yep. It's a huge market, basically. And we've got a position in place where, you know, he has a lot of uh, connections from down there that we know some people down there that, uh, um, that are flipping, right, doing high-end flips down there or doing, you know, very high-end work to flips down there. Yep. Um, we pretty much discussed the deal with them where we'll find the property, we'll, we'll put it under contract, we'll take it down, and then they'll rehab it and we'll split it, basically. Some of them, you know, that we're going to do little lipsticks and whatever, of course, we'll do those on our own. But if it needs a full rehab, they'll do it for us and we'll split the deal, basically, without having to be there. So... But his intention ultimately is to, is to have a place in both Austin and, and uh, North Carolina. My intention is to have a place in North Carolina and South Florida where I am right now. Yep. I'm probably going to buy a house in North Carolina at the end of this year, um, yeah. beginning of next year, somewhere around there. And then, you know, basically have, uh, you know, have dual residences just like him. Yep. Um, you know, and that's what our plan is. And specifically, the Austin market is another incredibly strong market, just like the Rally Durham market, basically. Yep. Um, you know, obviously that also means that there's a lot of competition, but of you know, the biggest thing about that, you know, competition is you are your own competition is the bottom line, you know, is all it really comes down to. People can sit there and say, oh, there's so much competition and things aren't working, blah, 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 that and the other thing, but you just got to work harder is what it really comes down to. You got to outgrind them, outgrind them, come up with better systems, you know, like market better. So one of the questions I've got to ask you the two questions, but one is what, like you're picking these markets, but you live in Florida. Right. Like, like that's, that's the, the craziness, right? You're already living in like paradise. And I know the single family homes up there. Why aren't we working in Florida 
Why are we going to these other uh, other markets? Just because of statistically what took place 10 years ago. You know, right. when markets crashed, the South Florida market got it just crumbled to nothing. It's not based on the market today. It's based on what you perceive the future would be. Same yeah, with you, right? absolutely. I mean, they're already talking about, you know, COVID-19 and, the uh, and you know, that same article I was telling you about before, talking about how the market we're in in Valley Durham is going to be one of the least affected by it. Right. South Florida is one of the most affected by it, they're expecting. So, I mean, it's going to happen here again, just like Las Vegas. They're saying, again, it's going to probably have another major issue from it. California will probably have another major issue because of it. But these markets that got crushed before will get crushed again. And if it's not COVID-19, it's going to be something else. I mean, realistically, over the course of history, I mean, you can look at the markets of, you know, stock market and real estate markets. They're a roller coaster. They go up and they go down. I mean, it's not up forever. We're in, you know, we have been in the strongest position for so long right now, for over 10 years, we've had a bull market. We've never as a country had a bull market that long. So something is bound to take us down. I mean, I, I mean, I hope it never happens, but something's gonna do it. So we specifically wanted to make sure we're positioned that we're working in markets that will stay strong during those times. You know, I 100% agree with you. Your, your take on it is solid, right? There's so many guys I know who are in Florida because they like Florida but they're investing in other places, you know, Cleveland, they're investing yep. in North Carolina with you, uh, Texas, Houston, Austin, um, Arizona, Phoenix, right? Like there's, they're hitting all of these spots all across the country, but living in Florida or living in California, right? Or, or yep. we're here in New England and, and everybody's just, the, the markets make sense. They're big enough and they're, they're still expanding enough where even though there's, you know, competition, it's really not like nobody's nobody's running the same exact campaigns. Nobody's running them as good, and you can always do more. And right. you come up with a good strategy. Now you've put boots on the ground, right? Like you've gone and said, "Hey, you know what? I'm putting somebody there, and you and your partner." This is the this is the crazy part. I, I I'm so fascinated by what you've done, Drew. Right? You're not a wholesaler by yourself. You've no. brought a partner in who has opposite or, or complementary skills. And then you've brought an additional partner and it sounds like, you know, not, maybe not an equity partner, but an additional partner for your marketing side. So yes. the three of you are all working together at different levels of equity. You and your, your original partner probably have a higher equity stake. And then this other partner comes in and just only on the deal that they work with you on, they, they get yeah. a piece of, right? Like, like your business has exploded as you've expanded and been open to having partnerships. Right, yeah, exactly. Great? <laughs> I mean, but the thing is about that though, realistically, it's just like, you know, we're, we're not, it's not a partnership where it's just like, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I promise I'll do my part. I'll do everything I'm doing. I mean, we're all bringing something to the table. Right. Is what it comes down to. And we're all able to, uh, we're, we're holding up our end of the bargain and, you know, and we're, we're all invested in this, you know, well, I mean, our marketing guy is not investing capital, but he's investing time, but we're working with him because he knows what he's doing and we're willing to give him a nice chunk of the pie because, he can provide for us a service that we can't get anywhere else, basically. Right. So, I mean, you know, you can't be afraid to, you know, to give up some, to give up some equity to, uh, for the bigger picture. And the bigger picture, you know, is already, you know, really showing itself to be, you know, just so worth it just from just in one quarter. So, so we said, you know what, we want to duplicate this and go to Austin, basically. So, you know, he's a part of that too. We're setting that up and we're going to Austin with it. And for him to, to do that is it's a couple clicks and he already can, he can dive into that market just by a little pivot. So for him, it's easy to jump into with you guys. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, do, I mean, there, obviously there's still work and stuff that, you know, behind the scenes that he has to do, but, but yeah, now that he's, you know, he does, he has his own, he does his own two markets. So he does those. And then, you know, and now he's doing two markets with us, but yeah, he's just duplicating what he had done before, right. um, but he's doing it right is what it comes down to. So 
together we're able to all together we're able to work out some pretty amazing stuff I, I love that you, you've got this synergy. What is it that you're giving them? Like, how are you, how are you paying him? Right. Cause you're, you're not agency. You're not, there's no commission involved. So this is perfect, right? You're just, you're paying him a marketing fee or you're saying, Hey, this is part of the deal. So here's a marketing fee, right? This is, you know, what yeah, it's a percentage of each deal that close closes that he's a part of is what it comes down to. He, I mean, we're paying for our own Google marketing. He's doing the actual behind the scenes Google work. Yep. Uh, and then as a, as a return, he gets, a percentage of what uh, of each deal that, uh, that right. we close. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like that's, that I have affiliate marketers who actually they pay for the marketing, right? And then they they send us the deal, and if we close, we we hook them up, right? So similar, yeah. but like the key is that you're you're expanding and you're just, you're going so big that it's like you know I can't do this by myself. I got to bring somebody else in. Like that's right. that's huge, right? right. Like, and and having two people working together, three people working together, like it makes you guys unstoppable. You guys are invincible at this point. Right, like, <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah. You're not crushing one market, you're expanding, and now you're not just doing wholesale. Like you've you've said, you know, wholesaling is great, but fuck, why would I wholesale when I can when I buy it? Like once you got to the position where you could buy it and you got right. the team in place, you know, why why do anything else? Right, exactly, exactly, that's exactly what it comes down to. I mean, you know, I'm very lucky to have a have a position where you know I partnered up with a guy that's done that had already done over 150 flips, you know, yeah. and had a, a huge network of stuff in place. Um, you know, we, we became good friends in Denver, you know, we hit it off and talked some business and said, yeah, maybe we should do something together. And we decided to do it as far as that goes. So he's brought a lot of expertise to the table that, you know, has been very, very valuable as far as that goes. Um, and, you know, and it's, you know, we together have been able to build a very nice business together <clears throat> that we see a huge future with basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're going to work with a partner, you got to have somebody that's going to also bring things to the table that's going to, you know, financially is a big part about it too. You know, we're doing everything financially 50-50 as far as that goes. And I mean, I've had partnerships with people before where people either didn't have the money and, you know, I worked hard and used my own money to go into it or, or they were too scared to, to spend money, which ends up hurting it too. They had the money, but they wouldn't spend it on marketing or something like that. But I mean, I mean, this being in real estate is like any other business. You've got to have thick skin. You've got to be willing to take a risk. That's what being an entrepreneur is. You know, people, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody says they want to do it. You know, they're, you know they, they act like they're going to do it. But a lot of times, they just don't have the risk tolerance that it possibly takes to do this. Right. And, I mean, you know, you've got, to be, you've got to position yourself to expect to not make any money, basically. And, right. you know, like to possibly lose everything. And if you're not willing to take that chance, then it's not for you, is what it comes down to. You know, I mean, you know, we look at, you know, I hate to say it, but where you and I met, I mean, these big rooms of people, like, I, I bet that you could, I mean, I hate to say fingers and toes, how many people in those rooms actually are doing something, right. but a I lot of those 1%, people. One, five percent max. Yeah, exactly. The vast majority of them are, are basically lost in their, lost in a job in a cubicle right now, not getting anything done. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's not for the weak at heart, you know, you've got to be willing to take a risk. And, you know, most people just aren't able to do it. But that's exactly why 3% of the people, I mean, 97% of people work for the 3% who didn't give up. Give up really yep. Absolutely, so, man. And I'm going to wrap this up, but I want to get three pieces of advice you'd give to wholesalers or, or young flippers who are looking to do what you've been doing, who are looking to become successful. If you go back to young Drew, right? Young Drew, before you got a mortgage, like go back and like give yourself that advice. What three pieces would you give yourself now with all the knowledge you had? What would you go back and tell yourself? 
Um, I guess probably, you know, never give up, you know, be the first, the first thing, basically, you know, when I was young and, you know, hungry, but didn't have money and, you know, try, trying to think of any idea that could possibly make money and do things. Um, I probably gave up on a few things that, that could have matured and could have become, become something. Um, so I definitely say that, you know, never give up. Jeez, uh, um, I mean, to have, I mean, to really, to, to look at things from every angle is one of the biggest things, you know, biggest things I've learned, you know, um, from, from working with my partner basically is, uh, you know, to make sure you look at every deal from every single angle. And, you know, not only do we do that, but, you know, we're, you know, we're looking at creative things that we weren't even interested in doing before because it just wasn't our, we didn't necessarily need to do it. So you got to be able to look at every single thing, every business you're in or every deal that you're working with multiple exit strategies, not, you know, not just a one way out ticket. So that's something I'd strongly suggest. And then, um, you know, don't be afraid of uh, constructive criticism. You know, it's one thing for somebody to, you know, talk down to you, that's whatever, but, you know, be willing to accept, you know, constructive criticism and to grow from, you know, um, or also, and the thing, you know, are, are to don't be afraid, afraid to fail basically, you know, because, um, you know, you know, what do you do if you lose? If you fail, if you lose at all, you're that much closer to making it, basically, just like in sales. You know, 99 people can tell you, tell you hell no, but the 100th person is going to say yes, and you're going to close, and you're going to make money. So that's you just got to, you know, my thing is just never give up, I think would be, the, you know, the big thing I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the theme of your life, man. <laughs> you're a driver, man. Like, as long as I've known you, Drew, you've always pushed, you've always, uh, you've always stepped up and just, you get laser focused and it's like, boom, you just go. Yeah. I said that at the beginning of the call. What is, what is something that a young wholesaler could do to help you out, right? What, if, if I were to put this out, and most of my community is wholesalers. A lot of them in, are in North Carolina. They're investing out there. They're in Georgia. They're, they're in the southern states. Yeah. Uh, what, what could they do to help you uh, market more? Or is there like a, a contact or an email you'd like them to reach out to you and to say, hey, you know, this is the stuff I'm looking for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you have wholesalers, especially that are in our markets, either in uh, in the Austin and surrounding areas, or um, all throughout North Carolina as well. Mostly, we're in the Raleigh Triangle market. Um, my direct email address is uh, Drew D R E W at properhomesale.com. Um, I can also be reached on. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Drew Drew Martin R E I. Um, those are the ways to get to get a hold of me. And we're always looking for connections with, uh, <clears throat> with other wholesalers. The biggest thing, you know, with them is that, you know, I mean, let's, you know, and we'll help you. We'll look at anything you got. Um, but, you know, you got you know, to do everything you can to understand what a deal is um, and to make sure that, uh, you know, you're presenting an actual deal. Right. I love that. Drew, that is, that is phenomenal advice, dude. It's always a pleasure to see you and, and be able to hang out. So um, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for all the education, for all the value. And I will see you very soon, my friend. Good luck with that deal. Shoot me a text as soon as it closes, all right? Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Great connecting you as well. Always. Later, Drew. Tell Susan I said hi. Will do. All right. Later, brother. Later.